Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Supermercado Bros Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks a lot for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. We're actually recording today's episode on Valentine's Day. Probably happy uh, happened, yeah, last week for all of you, but happy Valentine's Day to all of our listeners. Uh, we're so excited for today's episode. It's another Patreon-suggested topic, and we're going to be listening to the music to the Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, and this is a um, Patreon suggestion from our patron, Preston. So thanks, Preston, for your support. And glad that we finally got around to doing this episode. And this is a long overdue topic. Over the years, we've gotten tons of requests for us to focus on the Xenoblade series. And we've gotten, you know, tracks submitted through various listener show and tells. So this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be focusing on the first two games. And so actually the sequel to Xenoblade Chronicles, the second game for the Switch, just came out very recently. So we're going to be focusing half the episode on the original and then half the episode on the sequel. Now, there was also another game for the Wii U, um, but Preston... Uh, preferred us to, to just focus on one and two because he said that the Xenoblade uh, Chronicles X had a very different sound to it. So we're not going to be focusing on that today, but this is going to be some very beautiful music. Absolutely. Um, if the track we played in with isn't any indication, yeah. what I so love, we're listening to uh, Satoru, the Shimmering Marsh Night, composed mm-hmm. by Manami Kiyota. And uh, what I so love about this piece, just starting off with, is it, I'm so reminded of Zelda, particularly, um, you know, Ocarina of Time, that kind of piano y, dreamy, impressionistic major seventh. Um, opening really reminds me of Zelda and I think a very fitting first track for this week's episode. Yeah, and what's really awesome is both of these soundtracks have a lot of different area themes where there's a day version and a night version. And I always enjoy listening to the changes that they make. Uh, sometimes they use the same melodic ideas, but then they alter them for the night version. It kind of reminds me of the traditions set forth in like the Genesis Sonic games with the Act 1 and Act 2. Right. Uh, so that's always really enjoyable to hear. So we have at least one, uh, one or two other night version themes that we're going to hear later in the episode and then as well as some day themes so this is going to be a good time uh yeah so a lot of composers on the very first xenoblade chronicles came out for the wii in 2010 and it was developed by monolith the full list of composers are manami kyoda ace plus tomori kudo kenji hiramatsu and yoko shimamura and yoko shimamura um really kind of outdid herself on this score. We're going to play some some of her compositions. I believe she composed... What about Yasunori Mitsuda? Yasunori Mitsuda, uh, he did work on the game, but he only composed the ending theme, which we're not playing today. So we won't actually hear any of his music on the first Xenoblade, but we will hear his music on the second one. So look forward to that. Uh, this is another example of a topic, and this is kind of classic for us for the podcast. These are games that we have no experience with. We've never played these games. We really don't know much about the music. Uh, I've I've listened to a decent number of tracks over the years because people have suggested things, um, but this is the first time kind of diving into the whole thing, and it's really wonderful, and it's definitely long overdue. So, so let's dive into it, okay? So, yeah, what you guys heard playing in was Satoru, the Shimmering Marsh Knight. We're now going to move on to the main theme of the first Xenoblade Chronicles, and this was composed by Yoko Shimomura. It's very, very beautiful, very romantic. Let's take a listen to the main theme.
This is very beautiful. Um, I think Tsutomi Norita did more of the arranging of this. I think Yoko Shimomura was, was the one who composed most of this music here, the main theme. Uh, very, very beautiful. What's interesting, uh, the sound that we're going to get for this series, there's a combination of real performance as well as sequenced music. These soundtracks are very large, so they didn't have the budget for the entire thing to be performed. Um, but we do have these moments of beautiful human performance. Um, from what I heard in the second game, there was a little bit more of that, which makes sense because probably had a bigger budget and um, the technology uh, for, for recording and for that kind of stuff has definitely improved over the years. Um, but yeah, this is so beautiful. I have a memory of us playing this on the podcast at some point because the, the melody feels very familiar to me. Yoko's work on this, especially this first game, some of the best melodies that I think she's written in a long time. Uh, this is really beautiful. Completely. There's one sort of unexpected, beautiful minor turn that felt kind of European folk music. And it actually reminds mm -hmm. me of a kind of thing that I've heard Yoko Shimomura do before, uh, which I don't know, it was a really delightful little moment in the piece. It just kind of imbues it with a little bit more tragedy and sophistication, but yeah. Yeah, it's a gorgeous arrangement, beautiful harmonies. I like how it opens so sparse just with the um, dreamy piano sound and slowly the strings enter in. And then it just builds. Yeah, it, it builds so much. You can't really get more of a contrast going from the solo piano to, you know, the full orchestra. It's, it's just very powerful. So what a, what a great way to start off the episode. Today is another example where uh, we didn't really plan a track of the week. And I kind of like doing this where we're just going to go through the playlist and whatever moves us the most today, uh, that will be track of the week. So let's just see what happens, shall we? Sounds like a plan. All right, let's move on to another very beautiful restrained piece of music. This is called Memories from the from the first game. And yeah, uh, I, I used to say Xenoblade, but it is probably Xenoblade. Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, this is Memories composed by Manami Kiyoda. Let's take a listen. You guys are listening to Memories from Xenoblade Chronicles for the Wii. This track was composed by Manami Kiyoda, and um, both of these themes are some of the early themes you hear in the game, and they really set a tone um, for very serious music. This game is, is very critically acclaimed, very beloved. It's supposed to be a wonderful game, and the soundtrack um, you know, is, is incredible too. Uh, I think it's one of those examples where everything, it seemed uh, to me, everything about the development of this game really came together uh, to make a magical experience. So uh, yeah, well, what are your thoughts on this piece of music, Memories? It's a beautiful theme. It's that kind of unabashed expression that we seem to only get from uh, Japanese composers nowadays. <laughs> I just love how, you know, it, it's trying to tug at the heartstrings and it's this really earnest and sweet melody that's pulling out all the stops uh yeah it's really gorgeous uh, too bad they couldn't record all real musicians for the entire score but i think that yeah. was to be expected at the time particularly like on a nintendo console yeah uh, 2010 uh, i mean the fact that they had any real performance on the wii is, is pretty amazing uh, that was definitely not the norm for for that system uh, i think we talked about this before but 
uh, it was interesting how many generations of consoles uh, that it took for Nintendo to finally kind of catch up to what everyone else was doing technology-wise. Uh, and even, you know, a lot of big-name games on the Wii still had a lot of sequenced and even general MIDI-sounding music. Um, so, yeah, this, this is definitely ahead of the curve in that department. And, you know, it's not a Nintendo-developed game, so that's one of those reasons. Okay, let's move on. We're going to move on to an area theme. I think this is pretty popular. It's Colony 9. And there's a day version and a night version. We're going to play the night version of this. I think this is really awesome. Very atmospheric. Uh, This one is credited with Yoko Shimomura as well as Ace Plus. So let's take a listen to Colony 9 Night. are listening to colony nine night i really love the chord progression here there's a very surprising major chord uh that i think is very mysterious and and wondrous and kind of spiritual uh this is a beautiful piece of music um it kind of has everything going for it it lays a foundation of a very atmospheric vibey tone but there's also a very strong melody that on its own really stands out this is composed by yoko shimamura and ace plus for the first Xenoblade Chronicles game. Well, and I love the instrument choices here. You get a a splash of kind of a folky, earthy sound with that guitar, Mm -hmm. but then you have a lot of these very atmospheric synth pads. Metroid sounds, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, it's really kind of a gorgeous mixture, I think, and it kind of immerses you in a very specific aesthetic. And, And based on the little that I know about the game, um, the music seems to reflect that, where on, on one hand it almost seems kind of like old-fashioned or ancient, but there are se- th- things that I've seen you know, in the art and in the gameplay that mm-hmm. look almost like quasi-futuristic and everything. And yeah. so th- that's what the music sounds like to me. It's kind of like, I don't know, is it the past? Is it the future? It's kind of another fantasy world, but it's, it's not the same kind of medieval fantasy world that you know we've seen to death so many times in western and, and japanese uh fantasy stories um, that's a good it has point. kind of a i don't know a quasi futuristic sound to it as well and one thing i'll say about the series which i think is is very impressive is that when you listen to the first uh first and second soundtrack it really does establish itself as its own sound there's not a lot of other games that these scores remind me of Um, And for better or for worse, I mean, I think there's definitely some pieces of music that I listened to that didn't really move me that much. And there were there were clear standouts. And then there were other tracks that were a little bit less impressive. But overall, there definitely seems to be like a Xenoblade sound to both both of these scores, at least. I can't speak to X because I know that I think had a different musical direction. But yeah, uh, very beautiful melodies. All right, let's move on to a track called Guar Plains. And I think this is one of the more popular uh, themes. We've actually played the Guar Plains Night theme before, and I think we used it on our Five Finger Fanfare episode. It starts with the minor scale. Uh, This version, I don't know if there is that ascending minor scale in it. Let's see if we can hear it here. Uh, This is composed by Ace Plus. Let's take a listen.
guys are listening to Guar Plains Day. This is a very rousing piece of music composed by Ace Plus from the first Xenoblade game. Um, yeah, this is, is very different from the Guar Plains Night theme that we've played before. It does have elements of a minor scale, but it, it has more notes than, than that, and it's kind of this fast flurry on the strings where the night version goes da-da-da-da-da, which is interesting right. to hear the difference there. But um, I actually do prefer this to that other theme. I think this is a, a just just a more quality piece of music, in my opinion. And again, interesting mix of instruments. It's like orchestral, but there's also um, this kind of drum groove. That's yeah, that's interesting. Orchestral. And uh, another thing I love about the soundtrack, every track is just wet and lush with reverb. Um, yeah. Uh, again, another thing I associate maybe more with like Japanese film music, uh, but it definitely, I think, heightens the... Escapist fantasy, I think, of the overall aesthetic. A lot of reverb helps to feel like you're in a more fantastic, broad, wide-open landscape. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's a really great track. But yeah, this is a gorgeous melody, and I I love the I, every single track has sort of a slightly unexpected yet satisfying chord progression, mm-hmm. and, and doesn't just feel completely by the books. But it's also not surprising in like a quirky or bad way, you know. Yeah, there's just the right level of surprise. We're gonna keep that vibe going. And one thing that this series has is some of the most pleasing, relaxing uh, music that I've heard in video game for a long time. So that's the case with this next track it's incredibly relaxing really should bring a smile to your face this is frontier village day this one was composed by manami kyota let's take a listen You guys are listening to Frontier Village Day, composed by Minami Kyoto, and I adore this track. I think it has a wonderful melody. I love the way that it begins. Um, you know, it reminds me of other tracks in the series where it starts off with this really pleasing, kind of vibey guitar, like synth guitar um, chord progression. Um, but then when that when that flute melody comes in, it just I am so relaxed listening to this. And a lot of the music of the series actually does remind me of Zelda, um, but this. Uh, is is another example of I wish that there was more of this kind of music in the in the most recent Breath of the Wild game uh, because this kind of style of music would have fit so well for for so much of that game. I think a lot of us were kind of left wanting more music in that game, and I don't have the sense that's an issue with the Xenoblade series. It seems like there's got to be music like at every turn because these soundtracks are so large, right? And really beautiful melodies. Like I love how mm-hmm. simple this one is. Very simple rhythms and simple melody, and it, it's it's such a beautiful presentation. It's very folk-like as well. Yeah, I'm I'm very much in love with this theme, and the mixture of guitar and everything kind of reminds me of Zelda again. Now I'm gonna say something dumb, uh, and and don't get mad at me, any any fans of the series. I don't know is is there a, is there a linkage between the Zeno Gears? games and the Zeno Blade games because I know that Yasunori uh, Mitsuda also did those, those PS that PS1 game Zeno Gears and I know that that has a very strong folk kind of Gaelic influence and I'm hearing that also in this in this series as well so um, I'm sure a quick Wikipedia search um, <laughs> might I'll look into that all right let's move on uh, we're going to move on to I think another area theme this is Imperial Capital Agnaratha 
composed by Ace Plus. You guys are listening to Imperial Capital Agnaratha. Uh, this is from the first game composed by Ace Plus. Um, and while Will is talking about his um, thoughts on this track, and I know he has something that he noticed, I'm going to see if there's any co- if there's any relationship between Xenoblade and Xenogears. Take it away, Will. Well, this kind of has the yeah, da, 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 that we talked about on our musical cliches episode a number of years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wasn't aware of this piece at the time, but this might have been a nice thing to include. But it definitely, it's not like a, a ripoff of anything. It's just that intervallic leap that seems to crop up in a lot of video games. But this is a gorgeous melody. It really is all its, all its own. I, I think that's absolutely beautiful. And the way it develops... Um, I'm a huge fan of this soundtrack. It's really a shame that we haven't discussed it more until now. Yeah. Uh, but it's also exciting to me that this late in the podcast, we could touch on a series that seems this um, important and monumental and a soundtrack that's this beloved and this good that we haven't yeah. done this yet. It makes it's me crazy. excited. It makes me feel like, oh, you know, we still should keep doing the show. There's still more great music to discuss. Absolutely. Um, and and I actually am glad that we that we waited until we did because now this episode is even better because half of it is from Xenoblade 2, which I think is better. The soundtrack is phenomenal to Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So I'm actually glad we waited. I mean, it could have been a great episode just on the first one for sure. But I mean, this episode playlist is just to die for. So I did find out that there is kind of a a very broad relationship between all the Xeno games. Uh, Overall, they kind of have this meta series, uh, whether it's the Xeno Saga or the Xeno Blade. So they're they're kind of related. They're not like sequels per se, but... They're kind of related in the same in the same world. So, all right, let's move on. We have, uh, I think, one more track to talk about um, from the first game. And also, we do want to mention, uh, stick around, because we are going to be playing out today with another track from the first game. So don't miss that. But, okay, let's talk about uh, the next track. This is Mechanical Rhythm. And we've had a lot of very soft and relaxing music so far in the first game. It's time, for, it's time to rock out a little bit here. Let's take a listen to Mechanical Rhythm.
You guys are listening to Mechanical Rhythm. This is composed. This is composed as well by Ace Plus uh, from the first game. Uh, yeah, I will say some of the best work, in my opinion, um, was was definitely Ace Plus. Um, really brought a uh, high level of energy to uh, to the soundtrack. This must be a battle theme or boss theme because there seems to be uh, in tradition with this series that the battle and boss music uh, is kind of like rock slash metal. Um, and it is really insane, uh, the variety of different emotions and genres that the series has, going from some of the most soft and, you know, restrained music you could ever imagine to something like this. It's it's uh, pretty diverse and eclectic. Totally. It's uh, highly compressed and limited. It's kind of blowing <laughs> out my headphones right now, but I think that's probably a good it's effect. so loud. Yeah. It's, uh, if you remember in Spinal Tap, when they're able to... Um, crank their amps up to 11 uh, that's kind of <laughs> why don't the, you just the make 10 the loudest well because 11 louder <laughs> that's one of my I favorite jokes he doesn't understand <laughs> okay that that's great well as great as that first score is i am of the opinion that xenoblade chronicles 2 which just came out recently is even better and so i would love to try to pick a track of the week from one of these uh pieces of music so let's see what happens okay um all right so we're going to start things off with a yasunori mitsuda composition it's about time and the the first two pieces i think you hear in the game um are kind of tied together and uh, they were recorded all kind of in one take, and then they're divided into two pieces of music. This is the second one, and it seems to me like it's maybe one of the main themes of the second game. It's very beautiful, a classic Mitsuda track. Let's take a listen to Elysium in the Blue Sky. You guys listening to Elysium in the Blue Sky, which I'm pretty much considering the main theme of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for the Switch. Uh, that was so gorgeous. So far, this is this is track of the week material uh, for me. So let's see uh, if we can find something that, that tops this. Maybe at the end of the episode, we'll, we'll, we'll decide officially. So you have to wait for that jingle, folks. <laughs> yeah, this one really got me uh, just with the solo bassoon at the beginning i'm already sort of sold and in love and it's such a gorgeous melody and beautiful chords it sure i kind of want to do something that i don't know that we've ever done on the podcast um because it's short enough is just listen to it again oh man uh, we've never sure. done that is that a thing that we could do yeah let's do it right now. we don't have to play the whole thing but like it would save our time talking about it and just listen to it again here we go I feel like we could have played this five times in a row and I don't think anyone would have gotten <laughs> sick of this. Wow. Yeah, this this is an amazing piece of music. You can tell Mitsuda um, had a lot of heart and soul that he put into this. I was reading an interview that was conducted and he said this was the most challenging project 
he's ever worked on so far in a game. Um, not only a lot of compositions, but he was in charge of kind of the musical direction, it sounds like, and the recording sessions and, and managing the budget. And he was in charge of a lot of stuff. Um, and so, you know, him, him, as well as all of his other co-workers, they just did a phenomenal job on the score. Um, what what a gorgeous theme. I, I'm excited. Will, do you think now, should we play it again or should we move on? What do you think? I think it's safe to move on at this point. Alrighty, alrighty. Okay, we're going to move on to another area theme. This is called Gourmet. Keep in mind, this does have a night version, which is really cool as well. We're going to play the day version. This is composed by Ace as well. Let's take a listen. a catchy melody it's actually interesting i think this melody is very poppy and could fit like in the 90s alternative rock band actually so it's cool to hear it to hear this with an orchestral presentation this is a great example of what i think is so great about xenoblade music is very melodic almost every piece of music you hear has a strong melody uh one that i think is pretty catchy it's going to stick with you um, but it also does a good job of setting the tone and providing just rousing heroic music this is garmat from the second game yeah, I really dig this. I, I hear what you're saying about kind of like a 90s Isn't it great? Um, thing, but yeah, I love this orchestral presentation. And again, mixture of like string orchestra and drums is a, mm-hmm. I don't know, a, a welcome approach, and it's a very video gamey melody. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of eclectic presentation feels kind of like what retro game music would always want to be, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's almost a mistake to imagine that all, you know, music on the NES is supposed to sound like a rock band, you know, with guitars. I kind of think mm-hmm. it's meant to be kind of like a, a heightened rock band that has some classical influence. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, in some ways, I see what you're saying. It's kind of carrying the torch of that. Of that interesting yeah, completely. Um, combination of genres. So, okay, in my opinion, my favorite stuff from the second game is actually composed by Kenji Hiramatsu. He did some of the battle music and some of the more high-energy rocking stuff, and I think it's incredible. Um, I think this is an amazing piece of music. It's called Battle with two exclamation points, and I've shared this on our most recent show-and-tell show episode. So let's listen to it again. It's been a couple months. This is Battle from Xenoblade Chronicles 2.
can't say enough about how much I love this track. This is composed by Kenji Hiramatsu. It's Battle with two exclamation points. It reminds me of um, Agamatsu's work on that Brave XVS, that Final Fantasy Brave XVS game, combining orchestral, uh, really, really melodic music uh, with rock and metal all into this amazing hodgepodge. This spoils me because it's some of the most engaging battle music I've ever heard, and compared to kind of the -the run-of-the-mill RPG battle music, this is, uh, yeah, this is top tier. Heck yeah. I really love the sound of that, whatever that is, that kind of synth that's been distorted and has all those overtones. Man, what a really bold and cool production. I completely agree, Carl. This is one of the most... Um, unique and exciting battle tracks that I've ever heard in a game. Uh, it's it's really able to be rocking and high energy without just feeling like run-of-the-mill or yeah. like overkill. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it also manages to have a little bit of piano in there and some of those synth elements and orchestra, you know, strings. Right. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, we're about to do uh, something that I know one of our listeners considers very annoying, so sorry, but uh, <laughs> we're going to do this. Will, what what score would you give Battle? Because I want us to score this as well as Elysium in the Blue Sky. Try to decide track of the week. So far, I'm still putting Elysium at the top. I'd give that maybe like a, a 9-2, and I'd Ooh. give this like, a, like an 8-9. Interesting. Okay, I would give Elysium a straight-up 9, and I would give this one... You know what? For me, they're tied. For me, they're both nines. So yeah, I think... That's very fair. Yeah, I think let's keep going, okay? All right, we're going to now move on to Spirit Crucible L piece. This was composed by Manami Kyoto. Let's take a listen. smokes this is gorgeous you guys are listening to spirit crucible l piece composed by manami kyota from xenoblade chronicles 2 for the nintendo switch oh i don't know this is maybe giving elysium a run for its money i forgot how incredible this track is this gets a nine five this is beating it for me wow that's a big score from willboy yeah I, i gotta give this i gotta give this a nine four for me this is um I know that's very silly. Some of you are like, "What? what is it about it? It's just our opinion. Some of you we guys had to hate score when this. we do this. But, <laughs> I mean, I don't get what's so perplexing. We're just uh, off, giving you, it I our mean, opinion. People have the question, if you had to rate this on a scale of 1 to 10, yeah. what would you give it? Just and It's not based on a criteria of, like, originality it's versus subjective. how it's... Na- you know, I, I, don't, I don't have a rubric because I do think composition is subjective. I can't articulate why I like it. I like the orchestration. I like the chord progression. I think... I think the melody is very beautiful yeah basically um, i think both of us after listening to this now in context i think both of us like this more than the other pieces of music that's what it comes down to um wow i forgot how incredible that was you know listening to the whole score i don't know if i actually listened to this whole thing i think i maybe listened to i i knew right away i, I put it on the list because like oh this is really great but I didn't probably listen to the entire thing because I had so much music to get through. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad that the, obviously this made the cut. And listening to this now, this 
this wows me. Yeah, I, I can't imagine we'll beat that that piece of music. So, all right, that is Spirit Crucible, L piece composed by Manami Kyoto. I really want to check out uh, Kyoto as a composer, see what see what other music they've composed. Okay, let's move on to another Ace track. In uh, Ace, similar to to similar to Hiramatsu, in my opinion, uh, contributes a lot more of the higher energy pieces of music, which I think are definitely a welcome change from kind of the restrained, soft uh, beauty that we get in the series. Let's take a listen to this is a very quirky piece of music, Exploration. You guys are listening to Exploration, composed by Ace from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And this is super quirky. Uh, it, it, I love the incorporation of the blues scale. You know, you have these like rocking blues riffs that are doubled with like really goofy, like biting synths as well as, you know, distorted guitar. Uh, it's very quirky, uh, very frantic, fast paced drum beat with a lot of kick drum. Uh, yeah, this, this sounds a lot like modern video game music. Um, it's the kind of rock that. I think most bands that would just play this music might consider this a little bit over the top and cheesy, but for a video game, it's kind of exactly what you want. Like sometimes for (laughs) video games, you need to kind of amplify the emotions of things in order for them to really be conveyed. And that's what I hear with this track. It's just incredibly energetic and colorful and a little bit cheesy, but a lot of fun. Right. I think that's very true. I also think that's because uh, video game music has to be background music. So you kind of need to exaggerate all of the elements so they can battle for uh, your attention while you're playing the game or hopefully still say out of the way enough, but, you know, give you the sort of emotional support that you need in order to play the game. I I also do think there are some cultural differences in terms of that kind of taste. I will say in general, like in America, we seem to have like, I consider an oversensitivity to like cheese. What we think is yeah, corny or cheesy, and everyone's trying to be so cool. Well, so and much hip of that is just and close to the chest or connotations, like, yeah. Right, but what I love about a lot of Japanese music is not to say that it isn't cool, but it doesn't seem to be insecure in like trying to be hip at the expense of emotionality. Right. And I don't think you know, not to say that like Western music was always that way. I mean, that's kind of why everyone makes fun of like '80s hair metal and '80s you know pop and rock because it's just always cranked up to 11 yeah but definitely as of late yeah i mean i think we we notice this as composers as of late well whether you're talking about either maybe pop music or film score or video games is there's almost like an emphasis on subtlety and you don't want to go too far into something you know overtly melodic or or overtly you don't want to go too far and actually make something artistic (laughs) you kind of want to keep it so basic and minimal that it's but yeah there, there, there seems to be an emphasis on subtlety and there's just certain places that composers would never dream of going over here uh, you know these days and so yeah it's always a breath of fresh air to hear japanese uh, modern japanese video game music because there's no limits to where they will go they have absolutely no boundaries and as a fan of different kinds of music uh that's that's really awesome i think so really really glad uh, that you know this art form continues to flourish uh, how sad would the world be if there was no video game music oh yeah. i don't even want to think about it All right, let's move on to another piece of music by Kenji Hiramatsu, and it's another battle track. This is also one that I brought on Show and Tell. 
reminds me of the energy we heard on battle, but this one goes in some interesting directions. Let's take a listen to Counterattack. guys listening to counterattack i think this is a really unique battle piece of music because so much of the introduction the melody has no drums and all of a sudden it cuts back to just that guitar by itself then adding some of those orchestral elements and so it's a lot more emotional and like serious than most battle music you know eventually the rock stuff does come back uh but overall you know the journey that this song goes on and the time that it takes is what i think sets it apart from from typical battle music uh, you know, it's like it's about a minute in before we before that rock band, you know, comes full circle with, uh, you know, the melody and, you know, everyone kind of rocking at, at their highest. Uh, and again, the, the combination of the orchestra and the rock instruments um, make this feel like it's carrying the torch of classic video game music. Heck yeah, man. And may I just say this rocks. It does, man. This is gnarly. This is also <laughs> very catchy and just earnest. Right. I, yeah. It, I, that earnestness seems to be a, a theme that we keep coming back to. But I think it's because this is a very eclectic score. It has lots of different um, emotions and lots of different styles and yeah. settings and different moods. But the consistent thing is that it is very earnest in its approach to scoring these emotions. Well, this kind of reminds me of the way that Live and Let Die rocks because you have the orchestra doing these really cool rock riffs. Um, and so the base level of this piece of music is, ooh, this is cool. This rocks. This makes me want to like bang my head. But on top of that, you have so much emotion here in ways that you don't typically get in a rock track. I mean, it's just incredibly diverse. Think of all the different directions and all the different emotions that are conveyed in two minutes on this piece. It's, it's, uh, it's mind boggling. So yeah, that's, that's one of my favorites for the whole series. Wonderful piece. Still don't think anything so far can top that Spirit Crucible track. Oh my god. But alright, let's keep going. We are going to move to another Minami Kyoto track, so let's see what happens with this one. Uh, this is another one that I didn't get to listen to, to much of it. From, from what I heard, uh, it sounded incredible, so I'm really excited to listen to the whole thing and talk about this with Will. Let's take a listen to The Ancient Vessel. Thank you. 
love, love, love the production and the instrument choices on this. You guys are listening to The Ancient Vessel, composed by Minami Kyoto from the second game. Uh, the combination of the woodwind instruments with the piano and the electronic kind of vibey uh, instruments, I think is just a wonderful palette of sounds that I don't know if I've ever heard combined quite like this before. Uh, I think the melody is really beautiful. It's very simple. Um, I don't think it goes quite as far into certain emotional territories as that Spirit Crucible track does, but I do think this is incredibly effective game music. Um, and yeah. yeah, you know, combine this with like a powerful story and characters that you that you really care about. Uh, this is the kind of music that is going to just make you cry. <laughs> well, and beautiful performance that oboist and bassoon soloist uh, yeah. really did a wonderful job and are playing with so much expression. Here, here, the right amount of vibrato. It's a very smooth connected legato line um and a a wonderful and tasteful i think orchestral Mm -hmm. arrangement oh and then you know then we have this uh section that cuts to just solo piano it's kind of like the most effective technique of pulling everything back Oh gosh, yeah. And there's there's a lot of times in the series where I get some of the same emotions I got in the Fire Emblem Awakening and, and Fire Emblem Fates scores. Um, and so there there definitely is some piece of music that could like fit in. <laughs> they could have swapped them from either of the series. Uh, so yeah, I I will admit that we have overlooked the series far too long. But I will say that the second score, in my opinion, kind of takes things to the next level. Um, and, and, and yeah, this episode, again, we, we should mention that it's another example of, we don't have a lot to say about the game or the gameplay because we've never played these games. So we're just talking about how we're affected by the music on its own. Um, and so fans of the, of the series, we, we would love to hear from you guys on, on social media. If you guys have any memories or experience with how some of this music affected you in game, we, we'd love to hear that and, can, and keep that conversation going. For us, we're, we're just talking today about what we think of this music and we think very highly of it. <laughs> Let's uh, move on. Okay, this is another Yasunori Mitsuda composition. And it's taking his melody that he first established in that Elysium in the Blue Sky. And this is a solo piano version of that melody along with new melodic material. This is incredibly beautiful. Let's take a listen to Where We Used to Be. guys are hearing here the the main melody that was first introduced in Elysium. This is Where We Used to Be, composed by Yasunori Mitsuda, and I'm so thankful that this wonderful composer is still active in, uh, you know, RPG games that everyone's talking about. You know, this is a very big release, and it's so wonderful that he's still composing music. He has a lot more duties now, uh, as that interview pointed out, a lot more kind of managerial roles, but he's still making amazing music. First score he ever worked on was the Chrono Trigger, and uh, I think for a lot of fans of, of RPG games, that's still one of the best RPG soundtracks of all time. Uh, and it's crazy how young he was when, when he worked on that. And so, yeah, he, he's a veteran of the industry, and it's a it's an absolute delight to to get to hear new Mitsuda music. Completely, and it's wonderful that it is in the vein of sort of a 
a similar fantasy score with such an emphasis on rich harmony and melody um, because yeah. we know as a composer he is so versatile and can do so many different styles and sounds yeah. it's great to get something like this those of us that are fans of the chrono series absolutely well, we just have a couple more pieces to play. I saw this somewhere online credited to Yasunori Mitsuda as well, so we're going to use that today. Not positive, though, because this was not included on the Sound Selection album release, which so far is the only official crediting we have for the second game. So all the other pieces of music, it's kind of anyone's guess. Um, to me, I could also see this being another Minami Kyoto track, but we'll credit this today uh, with Mitsuda. This is Kingdom of Araya Night, so another night theme. Uh, we only had a couple other night themes, and it was all the way back in the first game. So yeah, let's hear a night theme from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. is so gorgeous you guys are listening to kingdom of araya night and either composed i would say by mitsuda or kyoda will do you have a particular thought on who you think maybe composes i know today might have been the first time you were list- you were hearing kyoda music it's but. really hard to say because i think both of them um are able to write in a similar style and mm-hmm. wrote such gorgeous uh music that tugs at a similar kind of nostalgic emotion to me yeah and a lot of these themes are reminding me of zelda uh in terms of the yeah that's chord crazy how much and, uh, melodic style so it's it's really difficult to say but it's kind of erroneous you know i mean it, it's a gorgeous piece of music and i imagine it's um, incredibly effective in the game and that's really what's important it's another yeah. thing i really respect um about maybe some of the cultural differences that it seems to me in japan um the composers really are in service to the project and yeah. um it's kind of you know it used to be back in the day with video games no one knew who the composers were and even in the games that had credits or anything in the instruction manual they were all all under these kind of aliases because to yeah. them you know they were just salaried employees it wasn't bun bun things like yeah. that yeah you could chance <laughs> papa yeah right yeah, so anyway, I, I think that was either Mitsuda or Kyoto, um, but either way, I mean, they're both phenomenal composers, and, and that was a gorgeous piece of music. We're now going to move on to the uh, last track today, other than the playout. This is called Awakening. It's another battle theme, uh, most likely composed by Kenji Hiramatsu. Let's take a listen.
Well, it was long overdue. We finally got around to focusing on the music of the Xenoblade Chronicles series. I know there's a lot of you that saw this in your feed and were like, yes, finally. So uh, thanks so much, Preston, for your support and for your suggestion. Thanks to all of our listeners for sticking with us and being very patient. Uh, we, we do want to mention uh, officially now at the end of the podcast that this week's track of the week is Spirit Crucible L piece composed by Minami Kyoto. So we're very proud to say that because yeah. what a fantastic piece of music that was. Amongst so much great music, you know, so really hard competition today. Um, and yeah, we, we definitely have a very high opinion, even if it's quite recently, of the music of this series. So I was really glad we finally had to dive into this. And it's tough sometimes when we have to make these playlists. We have so much music to sift through, and sometimes we're not able to listen to the full thing. We have to just get a quick sense of what the pieces of music are. And, you know, today was for a lot of these tracks the first time both of us were able to listen to the whole thing. And we had a wonderful experience, and hopefully some of you that aren't familiar with this music before had a wonderful experience too yeah we sure did uh this was a, a real treat so um thanks to again to all of our patrons and all of our listeners out there for supporting us and helping us keep mm-hmm. the show uh going we have some exciting announcements i think in uh, the weeks and months to come and um well yeah one exciting thing is if you're listening to this on the day of recording not this coming weekend but the following weekend is going to be vgm con in minneapolis it used to be under the branding of gamers rhapsody uh has new branding this year and the Supermark Hotter Brothers are going to be performing on Friday night, as well as some other great bands. And then Saturday night, we'll have, uh, I think, some more higher profile bands, um, such as Super Guitar Brothers are actually going to be uh, joining the festival this year. Arc Impulse, uh, local band Do a Barrel Roll, who we're friends with. And then I believe Disaster Piece is going to be joining uh, this year as well. So we have some, uh, and I think Jason Graves, uh, composer will be there. So anyone in the Midwest, who's a fan of video game music, you really should come out to VGM con. Cause, uh, you'll be able to hear us play some other great musicians, uh, some wonderful panels. We'll be hanging out. Uh, it should be a really good time. We had a wonderful time last, uh, last time with, with gamers Rhapsody, and we're excited to see how things have uh, changed this year. So that's exciting. Uh, a couple other plugs here. You guys can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, thanks so to everyone for leaving reviews on iTunes and thank you so much to our w- lovely and beautiful patrons on Patreon. We want to say that we have a very, very exciting announcement, uh, hopefully coming fairly soon. That's been a long time in the making. So, so stay tuned for exciting, uh, Mark Cotter brothers announcements, uh, because there's going to be some of them. Uh, what you guys are going to hear playing out today is engage the enemy from the first Xenoblade game composed by ACE plus. Will, anything else you got? That's all for me, and I think that's all for us for this week, you guys. Thanks again. All right. Thank you so much. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everyone. Peace out.